0: Today on Blue 58, it's really easy to get bogged down in the ongoing slog of living in a pandemic, especially when all the news coming out of the sports world, at least the football world, seems to be negative. So I'd like to do something different today. Blue 58. Hello and welcome to another episode of Blue 58, the one and only podcast of the powersweep.com. I am your host, John Meerdink, happy to be with you here for another episode. Football is supposed to be fun right? That's why we do all of this stuff. Just think about that today. Just think about that since the last episode. Open the last episode, like I said, saying we're at a bit of a low ebb personally. Everything's as fine as things can be right now. And yet, and yet, there's a whole lot of negative in the world. And as positive as you can try to be, it can be easy to get bogged down in that, that negative slug. I thought about that today as I was writing a piece about Mason Crosby, Jay Sternberger and Trayvon Hester ending up on the COVID-19 reserve list or whatever the functional, technical, whatever term for it is. They're on short-term injured reserve because they either tested positive for the virus or were around someone who tested positive. And in my first draft of that story for AcmePackingCompany.com, I included a paragraph specifically talking about how this designation could affect Hester's chances of making the roster. And I caught myself and thought, what are we doing? This is a life-threatening disease. He may not have it. We don't know yet. But it's a serious thing. And the first reaction To this news shouldn't be how is this going to affect his roster chances? Football is supposed to be a distraction from all this. That stands in stark contrast to a different piece that I published today at AcmePackingCompany.com about the octopus. An octopus happens when a player scores a touchdown and then the ensuing two point conversion. You get eight points on a single drive, you get yourself an octopus. The Packers have the most octopi in NFL history, 11 of them. Two-point conversions have only been around since 1994, and in that span, the Packers have had an octopus 11 times. The piece doesn't matter. This stat is completely made up. But you know what? None of this matters. This is all supposed to be for fun, right? We're supposed to enjoy all this, and it's harder than ever to enjoy it right now, and I think that's a fair position to have, and I feel like a lot of people are kind of in that boat because we just don't know a lot about what's going to happen in the NFL this season, and the news that we're getting isn't super great. It's hard to stay positive, but this is supposed to be fun. So, I want to talk about fun. I want to talk about joy. Because this game is supposed to bring us joy. And it's brought me a lot of joy over the years. And in fact, the big reason that I do this podcast, that I do any Packers stuff, is because I want other people to experience that same kind of joy that I feel watching football, thinking about football, reading about it, learning more about it. So, I wanted to walk through my time with football. I'm not sure how long this is going to be, but we'll talk about it for a little while. And then at the end, you can fast forward if you want to just hear this. I've put together something that's been in the works for a while. Around Christmas, I did an episode that had quite a few mistakes in it. Things that did not make it through quality control or things that made it through quality control that shouldn't have. And somebody in response to that episode said, thanks for the blooper reel episode. And I thought... Okay, first, that's fair. Secondly, you know it would be really fun It's putting together an actual blooper reel. So I'll share that at the end of this episode, about a minute and a half long, and that'll be it for today. We were going to talk about running backs and, and how that's shaping up for the Packers. We can do that next week. We got a lot of preseason to go yet. I want to talk about football memories. The earliest football memory that I have was shortly after we moved into what was my first childhood home we lived in this house from the time i was about four or five years old until i graduated from high school the summer after we graduated i graduated from high school and moved to a different house at this house there's we had a big backyard and it had a a portion of the 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 yard that was rectangular shaped and it looked like a miniature football field and so my dad and i and eventually my brother when he got big enough would go back out there and play football And at that age, for whatever reason, I was fixated on pretending to be someone. So I said, Dad, who's a good football player to pretend to be? And he said, well, he thought Dan Marino was pretty good. And I thought, that sounds pretty good. He plays for the Miami Dolphins. That's a cool sounding name. Dan Marino sounds like a pretty cool guy. And I've thought about that since then. Why didn't he say Brett Favre or Reggie White? Well, because neither of them were on the Packers yet when we had moved into that house. That would soon change, and I'd become obviously a pretty big Packers fan. The 1996 season has a lot of great memories, but one of the ones that I remember most fondly, I can't even remember exactly what game this was for, but for some reason, after church on a Sunday, which was just something that never happened, my mom suggested I have a friend over to our house to watch a a football game, the Packers game. Ended up doing that watch the Packers win had pizza on a Sunday afternoon with a friend from school. I cannot for the life of me remember why my mom thought that was a good idea, because so out of scope for what we normally did. Sunday was family days. We'd go to church, come home, have second church watching the Packers. Then after the Packers game, usually if, if it's a noon kickoff, wraps up at 3, 3.30, something like that. We head over to Grandma and Grandpa's house hang out for a while and have Sunday dinner. For whatever reason, she thought it was a good idea to invite somebody over for that afternoon. But I've always remembered that. It doesn't even matter in hindsight who the Packers were playing, because I remember that we did that. I hung out with my friend. We hung out as a family. That was a lot of fun. I have the same kind of feelings about Amon Green's big rushing night on the last week of the 2003 season. He had that 98-yard touchdown run against the Denver Broncos. But that same night was the time the Packers were waiting to find out if they were going to be able to get into the playoffs because the Arizona Cardinals needed to beat the Minnesota Vikings. And of course, they did. But the feeling of watching that game, we were at my grandparents' house. This was a Sunday where we didn't have anybody over at our house. We had grandma and grandpa's house. we watching the game. We had Sunday dinner there, blah, blah, blah and we're watching the game wrap up. Amon Green is going in for his touchdown, and we're waiting to see, will the Packers make the playoffs? And they do. And it was like you could feel our entire neighborhood buzzing. I started playing football a couple years earlier than that. Junior high football, the Cedar Grove Broncos. Local school, Cedar Grove High School is the Rockets. Grade school team was the Broncos. So excited to play for the Broncos. The Broncos, black and white uniforms, black pants, black jerseys, white numbers, Broncos across the front. So excited to play football. Sixth grade. I know I'm going to be a tight end, but I'm waiting to get that jersey. What jersey number am I going to be? Turns out, number 81. Pretty cool. Feel pretty good about that number. Tyrone Davis was number 81 for the Packers at the time. Not a super exciting player, but he's 81. I'm 81. That works out for me. Towards the end of that season, they started putting me in the game at quarterback. I'm not exactly sure how that happened, but it happened. And near the end of the season, I think it was one of the last two games of the year, they called my number, 238 boot. That is a fake 238 sweep to Joe Burton. Shout out to Joe Burton. Ended up being one of the state's leading rushers in high school. And then a bootleg around the left end. They call the play, snap the football to me, do the fake to Joe, whip around left end, and there's nobody there. Cruise in for a Touchdown. It's a feeling like if you've never done it, it's indescribable. Just knowing that you've somehow outmaneuvered 11 other people into the end zone. Still, to this day, one of the great sports highlights of my entire life. A couple of years later, we're watching Brett Favre in Oakland. You know the game. It's legendary. And I won't spend time breaking down the game. But what I remember about that weekend is we weren't in Wisconsin. We were in Kansas at my mom's sister's house, my aunt's house. In Wisconsin, this is the biggest news story of the entire year. Is Brett Favre going to play or not? The story was so big that we had people talking about it in and around their neighborhood halfway across the country. Will he play? Won't he play? Turns out he does, and we watched the entire game unbelievable unfold from their couch in a small town in Kansas. I was lucky enough, after not playing high school football, to be able to play some college football. I went to a very small high school, not Cedar Grove High School, a different one, small private high school, Um, and we are too small to have football team. I only had 39 people in my graduating class, but, um, you know, I, I grew to be a a pretty big, tall kid and I decided I still wanted to try to play football. So I found a couple schools that were willing to, to let me to play football and ended up at Northwestern College in Orange City, Iowa, small little Christian, Christian liberal arts school. That freshman year was pretty rough for me. Went through a lot of stuff. Um, Had my first real bout with depression. But football was great, as difficult as it was, having not played football at all in high school, jumping into college football. It was a big challenge. But for a depressed 19 year old, there was also a lot of benefit to playing football because. The great thing about football is there is a lot of structure. Everybody tells you where to go. Everybody tells you where you got to be. And you got a built-in group of people around you that are there to help you with things. That's a great part of being part of a team sport. Sure, it doesn't always work out for people that way, but at least at Northwestern, that's how it was. And some of the people from that team, I am still friends with today. People from that team Actually, there's only one guy. One guy from that team actually ended up coming to my wedding many years later. Lives in a different state. We were really only together at Northwestern for a semester, but because we were teammates, we had that deep of a connection. Also made a really deep connection with a friend who I think about almost every Saturday because of football. His name was Pavel. Pavel was from the Czech Republic. Even after he explained it to me, I'm still not sure how he ended up, from the Czech Republic, playing football at a tiny little school in Northwest Iowa. But we ended up in the same little mini team cohort on the roster. The coaches very wisely broke the team, all 90 guys or whatever, down into these little small groups of seven, eight, nine people. And this is supposed to be like your support group almost on the team. The older guys in the group will tell you where you go where to go, where you're supposed to be there. Here's how practice works, here are the things you want to make sure you do, here's what you want to make sure you don't do. Pavel and I ended up in that same group. And I don't know why we just hit it off. But every Saturday, him being the fourth or fifth string quarterback, me being the number 5 or 6 tight end, we knew we weren't going to get into the game, even if things went really well for us or really poorly for us. We probably weren't going to get in. So we would go through all the warm-up stuff together, do all the warm-up stuff like the starters were doing, you know, quarterbacks getting their throws in. They need a receiver to throw to. I was always Pavel's guy. After that, every time on our way to the sideline, we'd always make our fantasy pick for the, that weekend's game who we got on the roster who's going to light it up for us this week. And we'd make our picks. Didn't matter if we were right or wrong, but we'd watch the entire game together. I think about Pavel every Saturday because a couple of years after that, a little, actually only a year and a half after that, he passed away. He got lung cancer. Very unexpectedly, very young guy. But we had stayed in touch. And uh, always had those memories together. And that's something that I wouldn't have had had I not had football. Didn't matter the results of the game. I can't remember whether we won or lost. I do remember one game because we won it in spectacular fashion right at the end. But I've got those two friends from that team, one of whom has since passed away. And I never would have had that without football. Remembering Super Bowl the Super Bowl season the Packers had in two thousand ten. It's kind of a nice little reward for my college experience. I didn't have a great time in college. A lot of people talk about great college memories. I didn't didn't really have that sort of experience. It was a lot of work. Um went through a lot of personal stuff. My junior year was real bad. Uh had another bout with, with the, the issues with depression and got swine flu at the same time. Remember the last pandemic we had, swine flu? I had that. wasn't great. Um, but the 2010 Packers season was kind of a payoff for all of that, because things really started to come together for the Packers as that season wore on. 2010, Week 17, we end up watching the game at my brother and sister's new apartment in Chicago. It's a near-run thing whether we're even going to get their TV set up in time to watch the game, but we do and the Packers make it into the playoffs and are on their way, on their march toward the Super Bowl. Super Bowl forty-five, I am in charge of the student radio station, so I am in charge of throwing the Super Bowl party for the student body. That is the last thing I wanted to be doing with the Packers getting ready to play the Super Bowl. I was so tuned up, cranked up, during that game that I don't know if I can even say I really enjoyed watching the game because between coordinating all this stuff for this giant Super Bowl party that's going to have a couple hundred people there and just waiting for the Packers to play you forget to have fun and watch the game and the biggest thing I remember from the Packers winning the Super Bowl was just relief as much as anything I'm glad it it came to an end That the Packers won was almost kind of a bonus. Got to stop thinking about planning this dumb party. A couple years later, I'm living alone in Janesville, Wisconsin. Started a radio job there. Let's see. Would have been fall. Well, early, early 2012. Shortly before the 2000 NFL draft, I start what would become PackerPerspective.com, the first Packers blog that I ran by myself. And just building that up, interacting with people through that offset a lot of the the challenges that came with being a young professional starting out in the world. Life is so much about what you make it that kind of building something like that gives you something to focus on. Things are challenging at work living in a new place, don't know anybody. Well, you got that structure, you've got something to work on, you've got a goal to work towards, making this the best it can be. A lot of those same lessons went into starting the power sweep and blue 58 a few years later. And seeing all this grow through that time, looking back on the things that we've been through together, you and me as listener and podcaster, um, me and my wife, the things that we've done, we've lived in two different states, In three different houses one of which was her parents house for five months not sure how we accomplished that we've got a kid now bought two houses together it's been crazy and football has always been there it's been this source of joy and fun and entertainment and community through all of that and it's easy to lose sight of that amidst a pandemic Amidst a pandemic that seems like it's poised to take this away. It's easy to get bogged down in the sad, frustrating, irritating details of being a football fan during a pandemic. There are going to be stories about guys opting out. There's going to be stories about guys testing positive. And all that is a huge drag. Not the least... not the least of which because it it could be affecting these guys' lives negatively for a long, long time, maybe forever. We're still not sure about the long-term effects of, of this disease. But don't forget that this is supposed to be fun. Find the joy wherever you can. And I'll try to be a source of joy as much as I possibly can. And seeing as I've been going on for about 20 minutes now, and having promised you a blooper reel, let's get to that. So I've got for you on this episode anyway. I want you to stay safe, stay happy as much as you can. Think about your own moments of joy thinking about football. And if nothing else, laugh at the idiot who's about to play his blooper reel for you. Producing this thing (laughs) is not always perfect. And I, I think you'll get that from this. We'll be back next week. We'll talk a little bit of running back stuff then, and then see what else is going on in this crazy pandemic-infested world. We're going to get through this together, but just remember the joy in all of it. I've been your host, John Meerdink. We'll see you next time on Blue58. Enjoy this. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Blue58, the one and only podcast of the thepowersweep.com. I'm Whoa. Dropping my microphone is what I'm doing. Some of those questions we'll take on today. Others will we'll wait a little bit. While. We'll, we'll, lay, we'll wait a little bit. A strong 49ers team steamrolled the Packers, leaving us to come to We saw the culmination of a lot of his work so far. So how he's... We saw the culmination of a lot of his work so far. So how he's... How has he... That's right. Up top, I introduced it correctly. We are doing... That doesn't make any sense. Hello and welcome to the... The bad... Today on Blue58... The throat is very... Something today. Sitting in my basement... Doing... Packers takes... To no one... Well, I mean to you. (gasps) This is dumb. Let's do something else. Sweep.com. I am your hope. Hope? Who's hope? game. That's how most teams um, play it. They have a lot of gay guys. They have a lot of guys. Oh, boy.